So Macron just had a big proclamation about how France is going to deal with Corona. And I had an opportunity to chat with another friend of a friend, uh, Tavia, who is from Milan and has been seeing the damage wreaked by Corona in her hometown, in, in her home country. And hearing her talk about uh, the deja vu, not to have a francophone pun, um, but just how everything is kind of going down the same path in France and in Paris, but 10, 12 days later, just fascinating. Um, so I think that listening to this, having a bit of perspective, uh, especially for my American audience, which Anchor FM tells me is 93% of all listeners, Big shout out to Chris Jeffrey and Danny Sintra uh, representing my European um, fanboys. But uh, take a listen. Um, Here in Atavia, talk about what's happened in Italy, what's happening right now in France. Um, will give us an idea of what we should be expecting here in the States. And it's, it's grim. Um, but I think it's important that we stay as informed as possible. So, uh, as always, a big shout out to my buddy Matthias for providing the intro music and stay safe out there, everybody. Can you hear me? I think we're connected. Yeah, we managed. So how did Macron do tonight? Um, I don't know. I'm a bit perplexed. I, I, hope, I hope it will be enough. We'll see, I guess. What, what, was, uh, what was his general mood? What, how did you perceive him to be? I think he's... Um, He's trying not to panic the the population, which I completely understand. Um, and he's being very... He's clearly giving signals that he wants to sustain the, the economy. And uh, most of his speech is about the measures that he takes towards the economy. Um, and he spent little time compared to what he said about the economy. Uh, asking uh, the French to make individual efforts. That's more or less how I perceived it. And what has been the response so far amongst your French friends? Uh, is there anything on social media? Have the newspapers said anything? What's, uh, what's, what's the hot take? Um, considering that I'm, um, I'm quite international because I'm myself not French, I'm, I'm Italian mm-hmm. and I work for an international company. Um, my CEO is German and he's um, really sensitive about the topic because his sister is a surgeon uh, back in Germany and she had the first two cases of COVID oh, in wow. her hospital. Yeah. Um, so we've been taking measures way before Macron started to to actually ask uh, the French population to take measures. So I'm actually entering my fourth week of quarantine, You're which is absolutely your fourth week. 
<laughs> how are you psychologically? How are you doing emotionally and mentally? Uh, let's say that I didn't do a very strict quarantine because um, I've been in quarantine so long because I've been to Milan, my yeah. my home city, um, three it's, weeks ago for a weekend. bad there, right? It's, it's really bad. Really, really, really bad. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. It's... Uh, it's really weird, and it's uh, that's that's why I'm a bit surprised by Macron. I mean, it, it it's for us, for me, it's obvious that we will more or less end up in the same situation. Is that is that is that the sense that it's going to be inevitable? Like the the, the what yeah. happen, Like, I mean, I remember one one measure saying that whatever happens in Italy ten days ago. Um, mm-hmm. is basically where we are now. I, I can actually see the same path. Yeah. Uh, so I lived it. I didn't le- live it as a first person, let's say, in Milan, because I wasn't there. I was already back. Um, but I saw it through my friends and family. Um, and I can see that France is kind of following the same, the same path. Yeah. So we're beginning with the... Um, very light I mean not very light it's not true but with a kind of light quarantine and people not trying not to panic and still going out a lot so yesterday was Sunday and the weather was amazing and there was so many people outside so so many people outside and I went outside to do grocery shopping um, and people were not taking the meter of, uh, of distance that they should. No. And no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I saw like maybe, I don't know, one or two people wearing, uh, wearing masks and, uh, and, uh, and gloves, plastic, uh, gloves. That's not and enough. And that's pretty much it. I mean, if your government doesn't tell you to, uh, to do so, then why should you? And I mean, I guess the reason why you should is because we're all responsible for flattening this curve. It's a it's a community, social group effort. Yeah, it is. Our effort should be to um, to not to decrease it, but to to slow down the contagion, mm-hmm. so that hospitals and the whole system. The sanitary system managers will will be able to to support it, uh, which is exactly what's not happening in Italy. I mean, they're they're struggling a lot, but really a lot. Um, is it true that in parts of Italy right now they are considering um, not treating anybody eighty years and above uh, simply because they don't have the resources to do so? I honestly think this is fake news. Okay. Uh, I know that uh, the primary of uh, the most important hospital in Milan uh, did an announcement saying that this was not true. Okay, that's good so to hear because I read that a like big... in the Telegraph and I was like, that's a fairly reputable newspaper. Well, I, I don't know if you guys in the US will uh, go through this as well, but there's the first step, I think, is um, reading a lot really a lot of fake news there's so many like chains on whatsapp yeah, and uh it's it's huge it, it was like i think it was the first thing that that happened in italy and it, i was um i was kind of laughing i mean not really laughing but yesterday night i received a few chains from friends french 
uh, sorry, from French friends, yeah. and they were so similar to the chains I received back in back in Italy, back from my <laughs> Italian friends. So I can really see like the same the same things happening all over again. So what are what are some of the the lies and the fake news that are being spread around that that are not true? Uh, there was one with very big about uh, vitamin C. And that was quite bad because it was clearly made up from some vitamin C company or something like that. Oof. And vitamin C went completely out of stock in Italy in just a few hours. And the doctors had to make a public announcement to say that it wasn't true, that having a lot of vitamin C in your body obviously helps. Did that but really it won't happen? prevent. Yeah, it did. Uh. But you cannot imagine what people do when they're panicked. And I saw it in Italy and I start seeing it here. And, and so if, if there was that panic in Italy that you witnessed, um, how, how are your friends and family doing now in Milan? Well, everybody is literally uh, respecting the rules very, very closely. Um, they're not exiting their, their houses unless it's crucial, unless they really need to buy grocery. And even to buy grocery... Uh, they're sending only one person per per family, um, and it's not a pleasure thing. I mean, they sent me videos, and basically uh, they let they let into into supermarkets only uh, like ten or twenty people, depending on the size of the supermarket. Obviously, um, everybody's wearing masks and uh, and gloves and. Um, and outside of the supermarkets, you can see those small queues and everybody's keeping, I don't know, five or ten meters of distance, not even one. And, uh, and it takes you like a lot of time to do grocery shopping, obviously. Um, and I mean, one of my best friends just told me, look, it's not I mean, I don't even want to go outside to, to do grocery shopping. Yes, I, I would love to go outside, but it's not a fun thing to go to to go outside to do grocery shopping right now. I, I would rather stay home because I understood that even if I get it, it's it's not it, it's not a fun thing, and uh, and I don't want to go through this. To, to get the yes. COVID nineteen. Now, yeah. I, I I understood that there is a loophole in the in the laws in Rome, and maybe this is fake news also, but uh, there is a loophole for walking your animal. Um, is, that, <laughs> is, is, that, is that true or is that? Uh... There are a few things which are not, I mean, Italy as a country cannot just ask you to stay home like 100%. No, it obviously, um, it, it's, quite, uh, it's quite flexible. Uh, even though, again, people are, are quite uh, not scared, but they just really want to respect the rules. Uh, and at least people that I know and knowing that I'm from Milan, like all the people from Milan are taking this very seriously. But you can still go outside and like go for a run, for example, or walk your dog or um, buy grocery. And uh, you have to you have to carry this uh, certification uh, with you if you are going outside like far away from your habitation because you have to work or 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 you're a doctor or those kind of things and there's actually the army and police in the street and they they can absolutely stop you if you're in the street and ask you for this certification and they're actually giving um sanctions to people that uh, that are not respecting it and have you 
do you know anybody who's actually gotten a sanction? I don't personally know people that got sanctions. But again, I think that both my family and my friends are being very, very careful about it. And do you think that how long would you guess until uh, the same sort of sanctions um, and police and army presence are on the streets of Paris? So in Spain, it's already happening. Uh, Here... I don't understand what exactly Macron is waiting for because we have, I don't remember the exact numbers from today, but we have around 5,000 cases. In Italy, we started having those measures when we had 2,000. Mm. So I guess it's only a matter of days, honestly. Tomorrow, we are, we're already lowering all the, all the contacts people can have and, and their mobility. Uh, I guess in another couple of days, maybe maximum three days we'll have those kind of sanctions. I guess it really depends also on how French react. So if they're very careful about it and if, if like cases actually decrease, maybe we don't have to go there. I don't know. And I mean, what would be the scenario where you wouldn't have to go there? I mean, can, I mean, I know that you're not an epidemiologist, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, and, and I am a very amateur podcaster. Uh, but but hearing of the Italian experience, um, do you think the French should uh, should follow the same as as you were talking about earlier? Follow the same path as the the Italians? Well, um, we are kind of lucky, we can say, because we also have the the Chinese example. Uh, and basically both, I mean, in China now, they kind of recovering. So they had only 50 cases in the last few weeks, um, even though they have over 80K cases. Um, and basically the only way to recover this, I mean, the only way to, yeah, to recover this is for people to literally stay locked up in their house. So if French managed to... Uh, really, really drastically decrease contacts among themselves uh, only by those rules, then I guess we don't have to go there. But if they don't, that's where countries, governments need to uh, take measures as they did in Italy. So the question is, do you believe in the French ability to, to self-control or do, do they need a strong hand here? Again, I think that France is luckier than Italy, I'd say, because they see Italy, or I I don't know how much they see. I mean, I know I know more than my French friends because I have direct contact with Italians, but uh, when I read French newspapers, I see that the Italian situation is still well described now. So I hope that French will understand that Italy had to to take those measures because people weren't respecting the initial quarantine measure and and maybe they won't have to go there. This said, I think that France by itself is is not enough. Now I think that as Europe as a continent we should it's it's going to be a bit difficult then I mean, if Italy is taking the measures, Spain is already taking the measures. I don't know what's happening to Germany, but I guess at some point it will have to align. Then France will need to align, I guess. So there's one thing is to look at French and one thing is to look at at Europe overall.
and we just closed borders. <laughs> so I'm not so positive. Oof, that is that is that is crazy. Um, mm, I know. You know, just from your own personal perspective, um, is there anything in all of this chaos um, that hopefully six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, you see as a silver lining? Uh, is there anything that you're changing for yourself or your business where you're like, hey, I, I'm not going to let this disaster go to waste? I think there are a few. I think that overall as a society, it's kind of positive that we're taking this break. <laughs> Um, I think so. there are, <laughs> I mean, we are unstoppable, no? I personally never, never stop, never, not even when I'm sleeping. So I think that at some point taking a break won't be so hurtful. Um, but it's really like really trying to find the silver lining <laughs> in yeah. the situation. Um, I'm trying, and I think we all are trying to be, to remain as positive as possible, and um, and, and 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 to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the best that that most of us can do. Um, you know, yeah. Just hold on to that positive attitude, and and you know, kind of lean into this forced stoppage. Um, yeah. And and hopefully we'll come out of it a little bit refreshed and just more appreciative for how how good we actually have it. Yeah, exactly. But if you look at, I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's viral it's outside of Italy, but basically Italians are playing a lot of music at their balconies at, at their windows. That. And beautiful. that's like, I cry every time I see uh. a video on Instagram on that because, I mean, the first ones, they were so unexpected. Now it's became, it became just a thing, no? But <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy how how a population can react, no? It's true. So it's, uh, it's, it's really beautiful. It is beautiful. And I just want to thank you so much for, uh, you know, taking the time on your Monday night to, to talk with you know, just some random friend of a friend here in New York. <laughs> we're, all, we're all a little bit nervous um, in America, and I, I think that there's a lot of challenges still facing us. And so hopefully we can learn some lessons from our Italian and French brethren. I really hope, yeah, that you do so. I really hope that France does it on Italy, honestly. And don't be nervous. I mean, it, it is, it's not, it's not easy. But if you guys react good, if if you guys are more reactive than Italians, for example, and if you respect the measures right away, like China did, um, it will last less time and it will be less, uh, it will have less impacts. I think those are wise words. Tavia, stay safe out there. Don't let anybody cough on you, okay? <laughs> Thank you. I'll do my best. Take care. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye-bye.